0: All right, here we are. Welcome back to another episode of the Strongest Strike right podcast, or if it's your first episode, welcome. Hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you're here today with Sophie Lane, and I'm taking you through a solo episode today. So it's just myself, Lydia Mackay. We'll be back as normal next week. And while I'm here, actually, next week is a really, really special episode. It is with a lady called Andrea, who is known as the slow coach. And I have to say, I know I say it every time, but this is one of my favorites. I think was just a really cool philosophy, a really cool message around um, just not caring too much about the pace and enjoying running for what it does for your life and what it gives you outside of the actual run itself. So I learned some valuable lessons and I think you're going to really enjoy it too. But today we are talking about how to run your first 5k. So I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're relatively new to running or maybe you've been running for a little while, you're trying to get back into it, maybe you've been injured. There could be a number of reasons for why you've been interested in doing a 5k run. So welcome, I'm stoked to have you here. Now I'm gonna be completely transparent. I am feeling quite comfortable, quite relaxed today. So today's episode is gonna be relatively cruisy pace, not too high energy. So get out for a walk or a jog and or a drive or whatever and just enjoy this. I am currently on the couch wrapped up in multiple blankets because it is freezing in Sydney. And I know it's all relative. I'm looking outside now, it's like beautiful blue sky. Sun's out, but it's really cold, so that's where I'm at. Um, other updates from me, apart from me being cold, are uh, the hamstring situation. Now, I feel like you've heard Lydia talk about her hamstring for the last few months, and we thought we were past it. We thought, you know, she was out the other side, and she is, but I am now taking over the title of hamstring injury updater. So, yeah, look, I don't really know what's going on. Um, I need to go and see Lydia and get an assessment from her, but we just haven't really got around to it. And basically, I just think I've strained my hamstring. Um, it had been a little bit achy for a while. I'd done a little bit more volume than normal. Uh, when we went to Melbourne, I did that 85k week, which I was like, wow, like how exciting, so cool. Uh, but I think I have paid for it a little bit. I did some Bulgarian split squats in the gym and suddenly felt this like tearing sensation, which I hadn't experienced before. Um felt awful at the time but then it, it has been okay so I'm not gonna bore you with the details but basically I was gonna do the half marathon in Sydney tomorrow the runaway hocker half but I am not I could have probably done it and been okay and survived and it probably wouldn't have been that bad but I think it, the chance of it just setting me back would have been quite high and I don't want to have any more time off I don't want to delay things anymore so I want to be sensible I'm doing heaps of strength work I'm doing just lots of slow easy jogs no heels Really high cadence, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's not too bad. I'm not, it's not really getting me down. I'm not really worried about it. It just is what it is. Um, But hoping I can get back to some normal running over the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, Because Beta Bay is coming up. For those on the Central Coast or anywhere nearby, Beta Bay, 18th of June, it is the classic 12K. And I am so excited. I have done that run. That's, I don't even know. I think the first time I did it, I was 13, and now I'm 25. And I think the only years I missed were like the COVID year and maybe one other. So anyway, I've done it plenty of times and I love it. And it's just always so nice to catch up with the Central Coast friends. So very excited about that. That's in about a month. So I need to be functioning and healthy and injury free by then. So that's the plan. Um, And then July is Sydney Harbour 10K. And then August is City to Surf. And then what's on after that? September is the marathon in Sydney. October is something else no oh, there's just it's all happening it is all happening so I need to not be injured it's really inconvenient um, so we're going to get on top of that ASAP so I hope you're well I hope you are injury free but if you are injured then I'm sending you my thoughts sending you a big hug and sending you some healing vibes um, and if you want to reach out and chat about it I'm more than happy to discuss what's going on with you we can we can share our stories and our struggles and we can hopefully feel better for it. Anyway, I think that's enough for me. Oh, one more thing. I'm so sorry. One more thing. I'll get into it in a second. But if you are free and available on the 7th of June in the evening around 6, 6.30 p.m. I haven't got the details exactly yet, but 7th of June in Chatswood, we are doing the global run day with Lululemon and I will be leading the run from Chatswood. So I would love you to be there, every single one of you listening. I don't care if you're overseas, I don't care if you're in a different state, make your way to Chatswood on 7th of June for Global Running Day. It's Global Running Day. It's a big day, guys. This is like the best day of the year. It's like runner's Christmas. So I need you all there and I would love to see your faces and go for a jog with you. So please pop that in your calendars and I will send out some more details over social media over the next few weeks. Um, Cool. All right. How do we run a 5k? Now, before I get too deep into this, I would like to encourage you to listen back to a couple of episodes, which. Set the scene. I guess they have a bit of context, and I I think what we're trying to do, what we've been kind of building towards, is having these kind of separate series throughout the podcast where, you know, we'll have a nice playlist that you can go through from the start and work your way down. Now, this is the how to run series. So we had how to run, and that was basically getting you from no running at all to just being able to run, and that really set the scene for some psychological, practical, physical aspects. So we talked about knowing your why. We talked about questions that you should consider. Working out your schedule, doing a baseline test, and then getting into some running and walking intervals. So, that would be a really good one to look at if you are someone who is completely new to this, hasn't done much running before. That's a really nice foundational episode. Today, we're doing the 5K, then we're going to do a 10K half marathon, marathon, and ultra in the coming months. So, stay tuned for those. If you're someone who is past the 5K, then get ready for those ones. But I think you'll still get some tips from this regardless. So, please listen in. So, that's that a couple of other episodes I'd love for you to listen to as well just to get a little bit more context uh the solo episode number 23 which is on shoes how to choose how to how to shoes your shoes how to choose your shoes um how many shoes should you have what types blah blah blah. Um, the benefits of running with a group is the f- next episode 24 solo app. Ep- um strength training is episode 12 and I think there'd be some really important ones for you to dive into a little bit deeper. I'm not going to go too deep into any of those topics today, but they are helpful in this whole process. Okay, so why the 5K? I feel like the 5K is just a big milestone for a lot of people. And I want to preface this by saying you don't have to run 5Ks. 2Ks, 1K, 3, 4, it doesn't have to be 5. I think 5K has just become increasingly popular with the growth of Parkrun and with the Couch to 5K program. And it just seems to be this kind of big first milestone for any beginner runner so that's why we've chosen it it's a nice number to train towards and it's realistic for the majority of people so it's exciting if you're thinking about taking those steps towards there then I'm really excited for you and this is going to be a really fun journey you're gonna have to have a bit of patience you're gonna have to have a bit of grit and determination and discipline but it's going to be really really worthwhile so firstly finding your baseline we need to figure out where you are it's really tricky for me to generalize everyone listening to this and just say this is what you need to do so I think there's kind of three camps that we're in first one being never run before not currently doing any exercise haven't exercised in the last three months been sedentary for a while working an office job getting home from the office job sitting around at home going to bed repeating no real exercise happening at the moment no structured exercise anyway that's our first camp if you're in that very good we're going to start with you If you're not in that camp, we're also going to have some chat about the people who are somewhat active, maybe they do some group fitness or they play a sport, they just haven't really done any structured running before and then we've got finally the previous runner who's had some time off, maybe you've had an injury, maybe you've had a baby, maybe you've just been chilling out doing some other things. So there are three main categories and I'm going to break each of these steps down for each of the groups. So if you're in that first camp of no exercise, no running, no nothing, listen up. If you're on the other two, if you check out the show notes, I'll have the timestamp for where you can tune back in if this section isn't relevant for you. All right. So group A, never run before, not currently doing much exercise. So firstly, let's find your baseline. Let's figure out exactly where you're at. I'm assuming if you are someone who isn't doing much, then we're not going to have a great tolerance for a lot of running at the moment your lungs and heart might actually be okay depending on where you're at but I think your bones ligaments tendons joints muscles may not actually be able to handle a lot because it is such a new stimulus it is a lot of impact going through your body so we need to kind of prepare for that so let's start small for you guys so what I would be looking at is can you run for 30 seconds can when I say run I mean jog I mean slowly it's not a sprint it doesn't have to be anything fast you literally just need to go a little bit faster than your walking pace so if you go for a walk for five minutes then just see if you can transition that into a little bit of a jog for 30 seconds if you can handle 30 seconds we're off to a great start if you can't that's okay we will just work with where you're at if you can't run 30 seconds, I'd highly, highly suggest you go back to episode 14 and listen to the how how to run episode because that's going to give you some really nice foundation. If you can run 30 seconds, then fantastic. That's what we're going to start with. We're going to go 30 seconds on, one minute off, and we're going to repeat that four to five times, and that is going to be your structure. So it's really, really straightforward. You just need to find the time that you can run for, run a little bit less than that, but repeat it a couple of times with some walking or rest breaks in between, have a day off and do it again. Every second day is a fantastic place to be. If you can run three times a week or four times a week, that's fantastic. If you only start with once or twice, that's also okay. You've got to kind of figure out where you're at personally. So start to look at some structure, start to look at your calendar, figure out when you can fit these runs in. Are you doing lots of other activities? Are you working long days? Are you working shifts? What's going on with your schedule? Because it's all good and well to be like, yep, cool, four days a week, I can do that. Half an hour run, four days a week, perfect. And then it gets to Thursday and you're like, oh, my goodness, I haven't even had a chance to breathe, let alone do four runs. And it's already Thursday and I've got to cram in four runs before Sunday. So let's be realistic. See what you can fit in realistically. But I think also if you are someone who hasn't currently been exercising, you probably don't know where you can fit this newfound love for running in. And it probably isn't a love right now, to be honest, you're probably hating it, but it will become a love soon. But I think what we need to do is look at our priorities and figure out, are there other things in my life right now that I maybe don't need or I could maybe do less of or I could maybe spend less time on? So am I watching TV for two hours every night and could I potentially take half an hour of that and go for a run and then still watch an hour and a half of TV? Would that work? Could I swap this out? Because it's not a matter of adding something into your life. It's a matter of substituting something in swapping it out. There's that saying about the junk food, swap it, don't stop it. Same thing for exercise. We're going to swap whatever habit you've already got going for a run. Are you sleeping in a little bit later because you're staying up really late? Could we potentially go to bed a bit earlier, therefore wake up a bit earlier, therefore go for a jog in the morning? doesn't even have to be 30 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever you can manage. Start small, start realistic, fit in what you can. That's what you're going to do. Okay, so getting some structure, making sure you've got some rest days in between, especially early on. If you haven't run before, your body is going to really feel it and we've really got to allow the tissues to have some recovery time because the only runs that you what's the phrase and you guys know if you've listened to a while for a while, you know, we're not great at phrases, but something about you only recover or you only (laughs) the runs that you do, you recover or something about basically (laughs) I hope someone knows what I'm talking about. Like you have to recover from your runs. Oh, what's the phrase? I'm gonna have to Google it. Hang on, I'm gonna pause this. All right, I genuinely just spent five minutes Googling this quote and I can't find it, but basically you need some recovery time. That's all I'm trying to get at, okay? Take a rest day. Um. Anyway, so you've got your structure now. You've got one day on, one day off, hopefully. Three times a week would be the dream. Now we're gonna start doing it. So I think some really key things to think about are literally as simple as just starting. I think. That's the hardest part, right, with anything. So if you are planning on going for a run tomorrow and maybe you've had these plans before and it hasn't happened. So get your clothes out. Get your shoes, socks, shorts, bra, whatever you need out, ready to go. Probably a long sleeve if you're in Sydney at the moment. it's Freezing. Um, Get that ready. Lay it out. Have it all ready to go. Then you're straight into it first thing in the morning, out the door, get it done. So that would be my recommendation. Something that I also would love to mention in terms of Having this goal, if you've got 5K in mind, that's what you've been planning on, that's what you'd like to achieve. Maybe you're, you've are you booked in a park run or you've booked in a community 5K event or you're just going to do it solo, whatever it is. Something that we learned from Andrea, who's in our podcast next week, you'll hear all about, was having a second goal. So she's got a really nice structure to her goals called two goals and a why, which she'll go into detail in next week. But basically what I want you to take away from that in today's episode is having a backup goal or having a secondary goal or something else to think about because what she spoke about and what I hear a lot from other beginner runners is they'll have this thing that they really want to achieve they'll get to the 5ks they'll tick it off it'll be this amazing celebration fantastic best day ever and then they probably are a bit sore the next day probably you know being a bit gentle with themselves giving themselves a bit of extra rest because they've done this really cool amazing thing and then to get back into it is really challenging so Try and have something else. It doesn't have to be anything longer. It doesn't have to be anything harder. It could be, cool, once I've done this 5K, I'm going to do another 5K in three months' time. Just have something else in the back of your mind so that once you've achieved this thing, which you are ultimately going to do, you've got something else to plan on as well. So I think that's a really important one. Uh, Being consistent too. That is another thing to consider. Trying to be consistent. And that doesn't mean you have to go out every day and smash yourself. I think it's more about the habit building. So can you just turn up? Can you... Get to wherever you need to be for your run every time you say you're going to. Can you go out for five minutes? Can you get your clothes out? Can you put them on? Can you walk out the door? Trying to do those parts regularly. The running will just come. Don't worry about hitting the 30 minutes or the 5Ks or whatever you're aiming for. Just starting and getting out the door and starting moving is going to be enough. Once you're moving, you're going to be like, oh, cool. Like I'm already here. I may as well keep going. So getting consistency with the habits and with the just being used to doing that and I guess having it as your identity telling yourself I'm a runner I'm this is what I do now this is what I do and I think it's really hard when you don't own that and when you don't find that you're you're identifying yourself as a runner because it's not something that you'll just naturally do it's something that you've really got to work hard to think about doing but if you're telling your friends and family yeah cool I go for runs now I'm a runner I run on these days on these mornings Uh, maybe you've got some people that you might be running with and that's Something really helpful as well. I find running with a group, um, but owning that and admitting that to yourself and and letting your family know, like, hey, sorry, like I know we normally watch TV on Wednesday nights. Oh, Siri's going off. Sorry, Siri. I know we normally watch TV on Wednesday nights, but Wednesday night's now going to be my running day. So I'll still watch the last half an hour with you, but I'm going to go out for my run, and that's just what I'm doing now. And it's for my health. It's for to better my own life. And if I'm healthier and happier, you are fam- like you guys are going to be healthier and happier too. So. think that's a really important one letting those around you know what you're doing so they can be there to support you as well so they don't feel a little bit like oh she's just ditching our Wednesday night movie night but there's actually reason behind it and it's going to be helpful for all of you and you're all going to benefit so that's a really important one as well now signing up for an event sorry that didn't come across right signing up for an event can be really helpful it can be really motivating I think having something booked in the calendar something you can visualize you can see it on the whiteboard or in your diary or whatever you do and you know, okay, cool. Like I've got 8 weeks. I've got 7 weeks. I've got 6 weeks. Like it's coming faster. I need to be on track. I need to be prepared. It can be a really nice way to have some motivation. And it's not something that we want to rely on long term. Eventually it would be lovely just to be able to head out the door for a run just because you can, just because you enjoy it, just because you know how good it makes you feel. But until that point, it can be really nice to have a little bit of external motivation. Have something that you're working towards. You know, you know you're going to get a medal and a shirt at the finish line. You're going to get some nice photos. You're going to have a lovely day out and you're going to feel really satisfied. You're going to feel part of the community. There's the social aspects. There's lots of benefits to signing up for an event. So, finding something near you or even making it a holiday, if there's something, some sort of destination that you'd like to see, you can add a little run on to that holiday and makes it all the more worthwhile. So, finding an event, there's a website called runningcalendar.com.au and that has, I would say, 99% of all the events that I know of um, that are held in Australia in terms of running, and you can categorize them into the exact distance and dates that you'd like and location and all that sort of stuff. So that's a really helpful one. I will try and remember to link that below. Let me just give myself a note, link to calendar. Cool. Um, So that's a really good one. I would also suggest joining a group if you can. And I know that can feel quite daunting and we speak about this on the next episode as well. But just having someone to run with, someone who might be in a similar situation to you or someone who's maybe been there before and they know how it feels You just get a lot of extra accountability. You get a lot of extra support. You get to feel heard. You get to feel understood. Plus, you might make some nice friends along the way, which is always a bonus. So, finding a group. If you're on the North Shore of Sydney, come and join me at North Shore Running and Fitness. Would love to have you. Um, If you're not there, there are so, so many other groups around the whole of Australia. I think in that first uh, episode, the How to Run episode, and in the running with a group episode, I spoke about a couple of different groups that I'd recommend and yeah, just send us a message. If you're in a particular area, we know a couple of groups. We've got a couple of friends here and there. Um, So we can send you some recommendations for who to start with. So definitely worth looking into for that. Cool. All right. So let's do a little recap. If you've never run before, you're going to get some structure. You're going to start slow, just above a walking pace. You're gonna be really consistent. You're gonna set out your clothes, get your alarm ready. You're gonna make it a habit. You're gonna own the fact that you're a runner. You're gonna sign up to an event so you've got some accountability and something to look forward to. And you're gonna join a group and do it with some friends, all right? They are my hot tips for you. So second group, this won't be quite as lengthy. So if you've listened all the way through, don't worry. This isn't gonna go on for much longer. Well, it will, but not too long. If you are somewhat active, if you're a sporty kind of person, maybe you're into a different sort of sport, team sport, cycling, swimming, whatever, but you're just not really a runner at the moment, this is for you. So you've already got a really good base of fitness, so that's a really good start. You should be able to run comfortably for about a minute, maybe two minutes, depending on where you're at. So we can start with some really nice structured intervals for you. You should also already be pretty disciplined, motivated, you should know what it takes to work hard. So all of that kind of psychological and foundational stuff, you should have pretty down pat. If not, listen back to the last few minutes and you can get a little bit of that info or in our previous episode, how to run. But for this group, those who are a little bit fit, but just aren't really a runner yet, I'd start to own the fact that you're a runner. I would join a group and sign up for an event just like our previous group. And I would just work out when and how you're going to fit your training in. If you are going to continue doing The training that you're already doing. So if you're at a gym class or doing a team sport, are you going to keep doing those things and running is going to be in addition to that or is running now your new thing and it's the only sport you're going to be doing? I would figure that out first and then figure out your structure. So ideally, you're not doing a really hard, long, fast run in the morning and then doing your really hard soccer training in the evening, trying to separate these things apart keeping some strength training is vital so if you're already in the gym please 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 keep that up you may need to change your split if you're doing like some really heavy big volume leg days maybe that's going to make it a little bit tricky to run if you're running the next day so maybe spreading out your leg exercises throughout the week could be helpful Um, but if you're already in the gym maybe you're doing pilates anything like that keep that up please don't drop that just for running Running is a really nice complement to those things and those things are really nice complement to running. So it is great to have both if it can fit into your calendar. You may just have to drop a session or two, but that's okay. So work out what you're going to do in terms of your scheduling, find an event, find a group and we're going to start running. So if you've got literally no idea how to run, then there's some really nice simple technique cues that I want you to think about. Trying not to overstride. Okay, so we're taking relatively short steps. We're not sprinters we're not long jumpers so we shouldn't be taking these massive long leaps and bounds landing way out in front of our center of mass or way out in front of our hip okay so trying to think about landing close to under your hip short steps using your arms to help you don't just let your arms swing around side to side in all sorts of shapes we want our arms to be going pretty much forward and back helping propel us forward my final cue for you would be to have a slight forward lean let gravity help you don't work so hard and this will also help with where your foot position is as well so landing underneath your body leaning forward and using your arms forward and back they would be my three technique cues without looking at you obviously it's really hard to make any generalizations or give any really really specific advice when I can't see you but if you've got any questions about your technique please let me know you can send a video of yourself running and I'll have a bit of a look see if there's anything going on that we could chat about but otherwise whatever's natural but just keep it Comfortable, keep it upright. No hinging at the hips. You know, there's heaps of things, but anyway, we won't go into too much detail about that today. There are just a couple of technique things. Now, if you don't know how to structure your runs, the actual individual runs, I would always urge you to start with a bit of a gentle warm up. So whether that's a brisk walk for five minutes, or if you're already okay fitness-wise and running-wise, maybe a five-minute really easy jog. From here, you can kick off your intervals. So for this group, you know, you're looking at anywhere from sort of a one to three to four maybe even a five-minute running interval, And again, as the other group, we want to keep this really slow. So keeping it a really nice jog, just above walking pace. If, if you're a team sport athlete, you're probably used to running quite fast. You probably do a lot of change of direction, maybe a lot of sprints, a lot of high-intensity stuff with re- relatively uh, frequent rest breaks. With your long-distance running, it's more of a constant, slower intensity. So try and hold yourself back a little bit because it's just not super sustainable for you to be running really hard and fast Um, for this sort of distance so keep it slow would be another tip for you guys Um, sign up for an event and do it with some friends I think they would be really really key tips for you now our final group the previous runner if you've had some time off from injury or pregnancy or just different life circumstances maybe you picked up a new sport maybe you've just been resting then let's get back into it the good news for you is you already know how to do it you've done it before that means you can do it again it can be quite daunting and I think my key tips for you, because you already kind of know all the basics, would be to not get too carried away. Hold yourself back a little bit and probably do a little bit less than you think you should because your body may not be as adapted or as tolerant of the stimulus anymore because you've had that rest break. So start really slow, go a little bit under what you think you can actually handle. So if you feel like, you know, you can run for 10 minutes, pretty okay. Maybe do eight for a couple of times, eight minutes on, two minutes off, three to four times, a couple of times a week and start progressing from there. I wouldn't make too many changes all at once. So I would start with just getting your frequency in. So if you can start with three short runs a week, then you can start to build your volume on that. So then you can make the the runs longer. Maybe the interval sections, they can be a bit longer. Then you can start to add the intensity and make things faster from there. OK, so that would be my tips for you. So there we go. There are our three groups. Now, all of you. Want to run 5Ks? So when you're actually doing your 5K run, what should we be looking for? What should we we be thinking about? Now 5Ks, when you're running really fast and really hard, feels like a really long way. It's like a really long sprint for some people. So I would always urge you to start slower than you think, especially just for the first half. If you can get to 3Ks and feel okay, feel pretty good, knowing you've only got 2Ks to go, you can always bring it home, you can always have a sprint finish, I think that's a really good place to be in. If you get to 3Ks and you're really struggling and you're gassed and you are feel like you can't get enough air in and your legs are burning, it's going to be a really tough 2Ks to finish. So start conservative, start slow. If you're going to an event or a park run, take yourself to the back of the pack and just enjoy being with the other runners, being in the crowd, soaking in the atmosphere. And that will encourage you to start a bit slower too. If you've got people in the way, you physically won't be able to go as fast as you probably think you should, which will hold you back, which will mean you'll then have a bit of energy left in the tank at the end. So that would be my recommendation for on the day. Start slow. Um, I would probably not eat anything too soon before, probably at least an hour or two, maybe a banana or a piece of toast. Um, And then during the run, you shouldn't really need much unless it's taking you quite a while. You know, If you're Someone who's taking maybe close to an hour, then it might be worth having a couple of sips of water or uh, a couple of jelly beans or something like that along the way. But otherwise, if you're more towards the half an hour end, you should be right just to smash that out and then refuel and rehydrate after the race or the event. Now, again, as Andrea will remind us in next week's episode, having that secondary goal is really helpful. So whether you want to go further next time or faster or do the same thing or invite a friend, Anything like that, it would be re- really worthwhile having that second goal. Um, awesome. Also, just a side note, I was when I was writing up notes for this, there's an AI function on Notion, which is where we write our notes, and I was like, oh, I wonder what AI thinks about how to run a 5K. So I searched it, and it's <laughs> it's actually quite good. Running 5K can be a great way to improve your cardiovascular health, build endurance, and boost your mood. And it's got some tips on how to get started. Slow and steady stretch before and after see a bit controversial this whole stretching thing I don't know if you should be really stretching after I mean sorry I don't think you should be stretching before maybe some like dynamic leg swings maybe some drills some like lunges with like a twist in your spine like sorry that doesn't sound quite right you know when you lunge and then you spin around basically side to side through your upper body why can't I describe that what would you how would you describe that lunge twist twist anyway you get the idea something dynamic something moving um i wouldn't be holding any static stretches you're not really just you're not going to get much out of it it's not really going to add anything um at all wear comfortable clothes and shoes that's a good one uh they can prevent blisters and chafing gotta hydrate before during and after sports drinks set realistic goals here you go goal of running for 10 to 15 minutes at a time gradually increase uh but it is important to listen to your body wow so the ai knows (laughs) I'm going to lose my job soon because AI is that good. Um, But I think that is a really nice reminder. If you are Googling maybe a training program, getting something generic, maybe you've asked AI how to run 5Ks. Um, There's some great general tips. There's some, you know, really good principles to follow just from what's on the internet. But I think these things are quite individual. So if you're needing a little bit more support, a little bit more guidance, if you feel like you're not quite fitting into the box of what the internet is putting all beginner runners into then please reach out we can just give you a little uh a little bit of encouragement a little bit of advice on how you could maybe maybe approach your training specifically to you um but yeah i think they're the main things we're gonna as i said follow this on with a 10k half marathon marathon and ultra program or sorry advice um if you are looking for a program reach out i'm coaching at north shore running and we'll be happy to help you and yeah I hope this gave you a couple of practical tips obviously it's hard to be super specific with um, just talking to you generally online over this podcast medium but hopefully you were inspired to get out there because I would really really encourage it I really encourage you to listen to next week's episode two I know I've banged on a little bit about lots of other episodes but there's some really really good tips in next week's to just encourage you to get out there and understand that finding your why and working out what you're actually doing and why you're doing it is really, really valuable and I think we underestimate how lucky we are to be able to run. So if you're in a position where you're able to run physically, you can do it mentally, you can do it then it's really, really a privilege. So we should be so grateful for that and appreciate every step that we can take. Awesome, thank you so much for listening team. I really appreciate your attentiveness and your enthusiasm. I'm sure you're all engaged, all the way to the end i mean i wonder how many of you are still listening by this point anyway if you are if you need some nutrition to support your 5k running adventures then please check out our discount code for tailwind also if you need some training shoes work shoes running shoes we've got a discount for vivo barefoot as well it supports us and it supports brands that we are aligned with and we wouldn't be promoting anything that we didn't believe in so thank you so much i will see you all every single one of you on the 7th of june at lululemon chatswood for global running day thank you so much goodbye